Yes, hello, I am James Rhodes, and today it's the Dubinar 492. It's NXT No Mercy, and I'm not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by our resident NXT expert and New Japan deity. It is Monty. How's it going, man? Uh, happy to be back. Happy to be back once again, talking about NXT. Uh, man, uh, I, must, I must say that after we talked about it last week, but... Uh, you would think that after after talking about all of those episodes of NXT, I remember a time where I really wanted a break. But I came into this really looking forward to, to this weekend. So, you know, uh, that just shows you that the product is on a, is really picking up. Like, I can make the case. Some people are making the case that this has probably been some of the best booked and uh, just – some of the best stuff in wrestling in general, if you're just going off the last few months. So I'm really looking forward and happy to be back talking about NXT. I'm so pleased that it's paid off, Monty. When I, you know, we're coming up now, I think exact, maybe even today or next week, it's three years since you've right. joined the podcast. As I, I forced you to join. <laughs> uh, you had no say. <laughs> and, and even like I said, those NXT 2.0 days and, even the NXT UK stuff where I thought I'm, I'm giving him too much, he's going to run away, mm-hmm. you stuck by it, and it's kind of p- paying off. You know, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but it's like I agree. We, we stuck in it, and it, it's working now. Yeah, I, it's funny. When, like, when you mentioned it, I was like, I, I really, I do remember thinking about it. I was like, would it even be worth it? It wasn't even about making time for it. I was just like, I hope that I don't get on it. We start talking about NXT UK. And I hate it. And then I just turned into that guy, and all of the, all of your fans or whatever look at, oh, look at the American. He doesn't understand, you know, <laughs> UK NXT. But uh, no, uh, I, I loved it, like you mentioned. And then, like you said, it's paying off in a huge way now because look at what NXT is. I mean, it's basically a hybrid of the good, any of the good that was around NXT 2.0, and of course, the good of the Black and Gold era. And then you mix it in with the, with what, what NXT UK had going on. A lot of the pop, they they found a way, a, a nice little mix. They've gotten rid of a lot of the stuff that we probably hated from NXT, and they're starting to really lean majorly into the stuff that we love. And they got a, they got a pay per view schedule or premium live event schedule, so everything is just looking up right now. And you're right, it's just just a testament to our uh, dedication to the product because it was some rough shows that we sat through, you know, and. Uh, I'm I'm proud to be here. I remember a couple. You don't do this as, at all anymore. But I remember we were looking at the 2.0s, and you you we would literally talk through an entire NXT episode without talking about a match in any detail because everything was just <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> so we've come a long way. I'm proud to still be here, man. It's cool to see that progression. I think if anyone went back and just listened to all the pods of NXT that we've done, and just to see how we went from moderately excited to very excited when they were doing the the Wednesday battles of AW to, oh my goodness, 2.0 to just depressed to where we are now. It's just a very very nice, you know, journey that we've taken everyone on. Well, this is the thing, and don't get me wrong, you know, people can go listen back to NXT and there is a couple of cool moments I remember, like, when we did uh, I think Samoa Joe winning Regal in ring, like, word for word. Like, so there is Looks yeah. like gold in the past, but again, it, this three years in NXT has been the biggest change that it's had since it kind of begun. So even when you consider like Carter mm-hmm. Riley 
was in the main event. <laughs> you know, and he's been injured right. for four years now. So for a it, long time, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, uh, but again, I think like, Adam Cole has had like four injuries <laughs> since <laughs> in our entire run. He's been yeah. hurt. So yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. So uh, we're going to catch up one episode before No Mercy. It's twenty sixth, uh, and we've got the Global <clears throat> Heritage Invitational Final: Butch versus Joe Coffey. As uh, the Gallus leader fumed outside. Butch sent him into the still steps and hit the better end in the ring to win. Should mention, Metaphor showed off their final look of the Invitational, fully inspired by Ocean's Eleven. And I tell you what, <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a you know, we're, we're warm-blooded male and Jackson skirt, man. I'm, oh, my God. I know normally go there, but by God, as Jay, I would say. Uh, what were your thoughts on Butch winning the uh, Invitational and facing now, I'm done. No mercy. Honestly, when it was, when the final was announced, I kind of just was. I figured this would be the result because even if you like Joe Coffey, I just right now Gallus is running heel. No, I'm Dar applies his trade very, uh, very good. He him and Joe could work obviously, but I just feel like it would have been much better with a guy like Butch, a babyface, and someone who understands their style. And it, it made me consider things like again, I didn't know. Uh, like you said, would they try to, you know, reignite what Butch, who Butch used to be? Uh, and also, I did imagine him carrying around the cup and being a, a Heritage Cup champion because I know he would be able to put on awesome matches. So it was definitely, I think they made the right decision. I must say that Joe Coffey looked like an idiot. He dived head first right into the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> I know, I think he was going for a shoulder thing or a spear maybe i don't know but he definitely looked funny when bush just moved out of the way because he just left gave himself up in the air there uh toward before the finish but it was a solid match i, I enjoyed it and uh yeah like i said i, I was excited for the match to come because i knew with given time and you know the, the, the beauty about the heritage cup you always have a little time so <laughs> you're always gonna have time you're not gonna be cut too short usually so uh yeah man i knew that these two guys would do a great job and you're 100 percent right metaphor uh, not only have the theme been great, but of course Jackson and, and even Last Legend, you know, man, they they really, really uh, killed those looks and, you know, definitely had not only you, but a lot of other people on the internet are, we, on a weekly basis are barking <laughs> for those two ladies. This is the so problem. I, don't I know. get it. Oh, 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 you know, but my God. <laughs> right. right. And again, I get it. It's funny because I think Mark Coffey, deep down, was, was kind of pleased about the result. Least, least right. you know, like, even though they didn't <laughs> do it, you know. Uh, Trick Williams, he would have a busy night. He beat Joe Gacy. Do you remember when Joe Gacy used to be the NXT title threat? Who's in title <laughs> shots, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, crazy I was worried he would falling. win, like, at one point. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, crazy. Anyway, yeah, um, man. <laughs> Trick headed to Shawn Michaels' locker room with a request later. Baron Corbin beat Josh Briggs out of that's what we're calling them now, out of the mud. And I'm going to keep saying it, like they told me on NXT. Uh, they beat Hank and Tank with a distraction from scripts. Um, I'm annoyed, and Monty, I don't want to kind of dig deep into this a lot, but again, mm -hmm. I'm annoyed with WWE because it seems like it's another generic street team. You know, like I don't want to go mm, yeah. back to crime time, but it's like, have they got no other characters? Does every character have to be kind of like a, a street? I don't know, again, 
if they've got any say in the matter or if that's the kind of character yeah. they've gone for. But it's, it's just, there's a lot of them, you know? And especially with, like, other ones like Commander Aziz or something like that. I don't, he could have fit in this role. Like, what's different about these two guys that we haven't seen before, you know? Yeah, uh, I understand that completely. I think the thing is about uh, maybe it's, maybe it has a lot to do with their actual backgrounds and, like, just where they're from and what they have. But I do agree. I think that sometimes it can be lazy. I, I, I want to give it time because maybe they can do something unique with it. That's the thing. It's not so much as just the trope because it's certain things in wrestling that at the end of the day I've, I've just become used to it to an extent. But it's like, what can you do to make it different? Like we can all, you, you, talk, you mentioned crime time. But we can go, we can go all the way back to like Harlem Heat originally. If you're going off their background and who they are, gimmick wise, we're from like you know the streets of Harlem. But they did something unique. They were a great team. They brought attitude. They brought more than just edge and more than just you know looking the part. So that's what they're gonna have to do. They're gonna have to find a way to do something unique with it. Give it a unique twist. And then, like you said, uh, maybe they'll – maybe if you give them time, maybe if they're given time, they will be able to stand out for them. But I 100% agree with you. You know, it is – it does come off as kind of lazy and, you know, tropish when you think about uh, Out of the Mud or OTM. You think about the fact that they've done this a lot over the years when they have teams in this vein. And it's just like, where are you going to go with it? Because – you know, I'm glad that you mentioned Crime Time because that at least shows you that they were memorable. But you know why they were memorable? Because they took it other places. They were but, they were street, but they were they were funny. You know, they took it in a different place creatively. So you have to try to get out of that, that trope. But I do agree with you. It's lazy. Well, Crime Time would have worked if they stopped fucking turning on each other. But again, that's part of the booking. And yeah. Again, we talk about stereotypes. And they never really were serious tag no, teams, you no. know. But again, yeah, like yeah. stereotypes like with a family as well, you know, Tony D and Stan, yeah. the kind of Italian American. They were sitting in their favorite mm-hmm. Italian restaurant, welcomed uh, Angel and Humberto. <laughs> I wonder if the tattoos are real. Um, do you know what? Do you think they were like, look, we're going to give you a push, but you need these tattoos on your chest? <laughs> like, no <laughs> way, right? Like, come on. Unless the transfers like a four year old would have. Like, that's the, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> They had to put it on with I'm trying to a remember. Bit. I don't remember uh, them like I don't remember them ter- uh, like fading or anything. They come so off during the match. No, I was on money. You know what I'm like? I'm on tattoo watch. So I'm <laughs> right. Like, I was about ready to make a joke about how long, and I was going, "Fuck it, they lasted. They lasted." Um, yeah, I don't know what that is. It's a great, great point. I hope they don't didn't make them get tattoos <laughs> though. Those, yeah, come on, man. Uh, the Creed brothers <laughs> joined the dinner table as well. And again, in these situations, Brutus is the man. Like, he, he gets it, like, and I just really, really enjoy it. OTM joined in later uh, as we got a fatal four-way match confirmed for No Mercy. We got a vignette for Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton. Blair Davenport warned Gigi Dolan she did not let people go get back up when she attacked them, like the long list of people she did in the car park. Later, she assaulted her in the locker room, so that would learn her. Strap match, Dijak versus Eddie Thorpe. Fought, fought back and hit a diving elbow wrapped in the strap to win. Uh, afterwards, Hard Justice wrapped up his rival's feet in the turnbuckle and battered him with his white belt. But again, we talk about tropes and um, things WWE do. If you have family members <laughs> at ringside, chances are you're getting a piss. You're going to get beat yeah. in front of Yeah, them. it's just yeah. it's what happens, you know? It's guaranteed. Anytime they name drop it, you're probably going to win the match, but you're definitely probably going to take 
a spot or something yeah. right in well, front it's, of it's Dijak. He's he's literally the Baron Corbin yeah. of NXT. Even I've got what Baron Corbin. Like, and, and, I, and matter of fact, Baron Corbin is falling out of that role. They just they make him Dijak, the, the, the <laughs> just the name that we put there now because you know Corbin. They're, they're really trying to repurpose him. It seems, but Dijak. Um, oh my goodness. I'll tell you what, I've got a fantastic stat about Corbin later, but what did you think? Because Eddie Forper Dijak did bring it, but again, like you oh, said, it's just yeah. a strap match usually ends feud, doesn't it? Rather than, apparently not, like the past two and, matches, uh, that's happened. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out, like, where do you go from here after they yeah. beat the hell out of each other like that? Like, what do you, what do, you do? do? Do he lose another, or do he fight in another last man standing type of deal? Or Like, where do you, how do you one up that? Because I 100% agree with you, they really brought it and they were aggressive. They beat the hell out of each other throughout the match. And then the, the beat down at the end, like you said, just only continues it. So you would think, too, because, you know, uh, I think I think this would be like the third match and Dijak won two. So maybe they have to tie it up. That's why they have to keep this going. I don't know. But honestly, yeah, I'm with you. I think this probably should be over. And maybe for a time it could be. But honestly, with a beat down like that and then you add the family member element, this is no most like we're probably going to get another one of these situations. I don't know exactly what. I think, honestly, though, that's one thing I will say. He kind of had to because Dijak is just, like we said, we we know this. He's a loser, an entertaining loser, but a, but a loser nonetheless. So T has to get some type of beat back. So I guess bullying uh, Eddie in the end is the way he get that back. But we'll see how this turns out as this continues on, though, because I'm, I'm with you. I don't think it's over. No, my only hope is that they didn't warn uh, Eddie's niece and scarred her emotionally for life. We see Fear <laughs> Hale showing off her new look backstage to Chase you. Andrew Chase was not happy, but Duke, God, he had, <laughs> had the old English expression, he had a semi on. Uh, she was also <laughs> <laughs> unveiled a new entrance theme in the ring. She then beat Danny Palmer and JC Jane made fun of Chase you behind Hale's back. Now, the question is, Hale didn't need to change. So is this setting up her coming back to the fear Hale we know? Or is this toxic attraction too? Right. It's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, the whole, it's the part at the end there that kind of makes me consider. Because at first with the new music, new look, I'm like, oh, okay, so they're probably going to really go into it. And I guess we'll really get a chance to see what's next. But the whole, the entire doing it behind her back and her still even talking to Chase you because honestly, if she really wanted to leave, she could. She she has reason enough, and people would have understood it that you do it. So, but maybe you drag this out so you can make her turning on Chase you a little bit more dramatic, and then like you said, maybe we run with the JC Jane thing, or it goes the more predictable route because JC has already proven to be a snake uh, before uh, before that. You know, I just I'm just trying to figure out what would be the hitch between them because right now they seem to be fine so it's like what would be what how do they do that do, do she catch her talking about chase you with chase at this point is not necessarily in her good graces either at the moment so we it, we'll see how it turns out i'm thinking most likely though jc and thea will end up separating and we get more uh more of a hybrid maybe like maybe this does change thea hell but not in that in the way that they're, they're they're leaning towards making her basically a JC clone. You know, I don't yeah. think that's I don't think that's going to be the outcome. But yeah. I do. But we I'm interested to see where they decide to go though, because I, like you said, she didn't need it. She was doing well. But again, I've got no problem with like a secondary women's feud. So again, like it's all story. Right. So I agree. I'm not going to agree. 
Uh, I'm not going to complain like Dominic mm-hmm. Mysterio did because he heard about the number one contendership triple threat <laughs> match. Determined his challenger at no mercy. In the locker room trick revealed to that he had been added to the triple threat match. Actually, and Bate were not happy. But think about it. You, were, you lost in the Heritage Cup Invitational. You still got a chance. Uh, along with Jack and Lee, who seems to sign a contract to permit him title opportunities every week. It seems now the North American title, I don't know. But yeah. Jack and Lee, Tyler Bate, Axiom, Trick Williams. It was chaotic, fatal, four Unbelievable way. match on Raw, by the way. Unbelievable yes. match on yes. Raw. They Brilliant. killed that. But go ahead. <laughs> you are right about and again this is something about Dom that I was gonna say later, but it's true now. Like the kind of he's grown into this character so much, especially this run yes. with the North American title since that, to have that match mm-hmm. on Raw with no bells and whistles with like Ripley or anybody else. You know, mm-hmm. like, Ripley being away has been a shame, but it has let Dom be in the spotlight. Uh, a bit like, you know, with Trick Williams as well, with the story with Carmelo, and he got mm-hmm. the win here. A fantastic finish. I really finish of this. Like so smart. Um and of course Trick Williams gets a victory. Were you surprised Trick uh became number one contender? Is he's kinda of got the momentum at the moment though, isn't he? I was about to say once he got added to the match, yeah. I, I think it's funny though, like you said, we talked about Gacy earlier. Look how far he's falling. He just, you know, a guy fights you that same night and he could go fight another match with it. I know Trick has like you said all the momentum, but it just really shows you where, like you said, where Gacy is right now when it comes to, uh, you know, NXT. But anyway, no, I, I'm with you. Once he got added to the match, I thought that it was a no-brainer. Just because, of, mostly because of who else was there, like you mentioned. Like, where we're going to go back to Dragon League right after Monday, and you already have made, Dra- have made Dragon League. Now Dragon League has to be Dominic, okay? Like, it just has to happen. And then then it's like you have Bait, and like you said, Axiom, Axiom, has come close but failed at every end. I'm He's pretty sure Dominic man. winning that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Dominic winning that. Bait, you can say it's a chance, but at the end of the day, like we said, you know, even with he he's chasing the Heritage Cup, I don't think this would be his main focus. So once Trick was in there, I thought it made sense because they did have that little scene backstage a few weeks back of him basically, you know, going back and forth with Dominic a little bit. So he at least had a little bit show he's shown interest in this belt besides Dragon Lee. So uh, I think it made sense, and I was I was really really happy about it. And it's just again, it's one of those things where I just remember a few months ago letting you know that Trick, all Trick needed was a little bit more experience and season. And it just seemed like whether whether it's because of the level up, whether it's because of the live events that they've been doing on NXT, or just his television matches that we've been able to see leading up to this point, Trick Williams has definitely improved and gotten to the point to where he was already there as a talker, and I think his character has only improved with that trick is catching on. I think everything, you know, it's kind of like the L.A. Night thing when everything is just kind of hidden on all cylinders at the right time. And I think uh, this was just a great, great opportunity for him. And I, his first title shot, man, it's, it's kind of cool that we've been kind of here with Trick every step of the way from a manager to where he is now. Well, this is the thing. Well, this is why I love NXT, and NXT has always been a personal favourite, because it does give time for characters to develop. You know, like I said, this story with Trick now has been, you know, a few months in the making, and it has kind of worked about can he get to this point, and then the story has paid off. Yes, we had unfortunately with Ali, but again, that's why NXT works. Another thing NXT works with as well is like when we saw the unseen figure watching early highlights of Brian Pillman's career, we kind of knew... It's Brian Pillman Jr., but it's going to take a few weeks 
to kind of come into place, you know. And again, they can make wrestlers seem bigger deal just with certain things like that. And again, mm-hmm. Trick seems like a big deal now, and he was excited to tell Carmelo Hayes about his title of E, but Melo was distracted with preparations for the contract signing. Uh, contract signing wasn't great as Melo and the uh, faced off. Dragunov questioned what Melo would do if he cannot keep the Mad Dragon down with his best shot. Melo listed all the men Dragunov had beaten, including Trick, saying he was better than them all. Oops, that was a Freudian slip, wasn't mm. it? Um, after Melo signed the contract, though, he delivered an emphatic statement that would not lose. Are they planting seeds of dissension there, do you reckon, or is it just too early? Man, they've been they've been hinting at it hard, if we be honestly. Honestly, like, ever since Dragunov and Trick kind of continued their feud and Trick, you know, wanted to do his own thing initially, it seemed like everything was fine, but Melo's confidence has been shaking, and now we'll talk about it later once we get to, to the result of No Mercy, because I really do have a I think that I think that's part more of the direction that we can head into with Melo. If we're if we're keeping him in NXT, that's where we can do with Melo uh, going forward. But honestly, his con- I think that's what I took from this from the most part. If it's one thing, whether Trick was here, whether you think it's uh, due to Trick being there for him or whatever it was, Melo has always been confident and like even overconfident. Even a few times, like when he lost the North American title ladder match and all of that type of stuff, he has had some shortcomings where his confidence has gotten him. But that's the thing. It's been because he was overconfident. It wasn't because his confidence was shaking. And I think that's the thing I really like the most about the entire segment is that you can tell that Dragunov got, got into his head. And I, I honestly watching this and I was like, yeah, my, my boy's in trouble. I was just holding out on hope that he could still find a way to overcome it. But I love the way that they did it. Even if it wasn't, like you said, the, the probably the greatest you know, signing. I did love the intent. Again, everything Dragunov does is just top level intense. So he brought. I, I just love the fact that he's making Melo a guy who, at the end of the day, if you know anything about his character so far, he has. He, like he said, he's him. He's confident. He's always been to that. He's always thought of himself very, very highly. And the, to see just how far that even the, even the way he won that match in Great American Bash, just to see how much that got into his head. And to see what he looked like going into this match, he was trying to convince himself that he was yeah. better than, than dragging off instead of knowing he was better than dragging off. And I just love that element of the story. I think my issue with this way sometimes dragging off is, is they to say, and I think he's more of an impact yeah. of if he let Melo speak throughout all of it and then said at the end, That's true. look, I've got, I'm going to do this to you. And then when he said, like, long live the czar, I think that's all he needs to say. Because as soon as he said that, I thought, when's the last time he said that? Like, And, it, and again, again, it gave me excitement of, like, oh, fuck, Melo's in trouble here, man. Like, you know. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's better in short bursts, kind of like, but even with, like, uh, with Roman and, like, the certain th- way he speaks, like, like, that, like, some people are better if you don't have the promo as drawn out or, you know what I mean, as exaggerated. And I think Dragunov is definitely best in the way because it's not so much as the volume in what he said. It's like the certain things in what you said. Like I said, what happens if you miss your shot, Melo? And I was I was like, Melo don't miss. Well, the fact that Carmelo didn't even say Melo don't miss <laughs> is the fact that just shows you that I was more confident in him than he was, man. So, I, I, again, it was a great point, parts of it, but you're 100% right. I think Dragunov is at his best if he – speaks, you know, in short 
and then, you know, just use his intensity, use the fact that he looks like he's going to rip you apart every time this, this is a, he I, speaks. And I don't think they, uh, Melo can top that one of us will be, you know, with champagne, the other one would just be in pain. The last hey, time around, yeah. you know, like, I, I still remember it now. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, the show ended with Bron Broke and Baron Corbin actually having a good parking lot brawl. Don't see a lot. Uh, and then until they have to ruin it, didn't they? Like the choke slam in the car was good enough, but no, have to spear themselves through a fake wall into Shawn Michaels' office. Uh, <laughs> to the show. I mean, but again, it's. I didn't mind it, you know? I didn't mind it. Yeah, no, I didn't mind it. Me either. I, I, I did. It did kind of seem a little bit like, okay, this isn't the first time. I know, I know that I complain about brawls a lot in wrestling, but that's not even my overarching point. Is that the fact that Braun Breaker doing this just felt oddly reminiscent, basically, of something that I've seen him do in the past? And you're 100 percent right. They kind of overdid it, I think. But honestly, it, like you said, it, it built. It built. He and I think. I think honestly. We talked about dragging off. I think this is a situation where it's like they've done a lot of talking and neither one of these guys are the most compelling. So let's just make them fight. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they talk decent enough, but neither one of these guys are going to, you know, really sell a match with their words. So let's just try to sell it with the fact that we're going to make them fight in a war. So, yeah, I, I think that that was the, the goal and they, they achieved that at least. Yeah, we're at that. It wasn't a bad episode of NXT as we move on to No Mercy then September 30th. Kick off in the studio with Megan Moran, Matt Camp, Sam Roberts. We see Dragon Lee getting interviewed. He loves Rey Mysterio. I mean, he loves him. You know, like, all it was out of his mouth was Mysterio, Mysterio, Mysterio. Uh, Trick and Mello interviewed. They look as good as they feel. But it looked like Trick was uh, having a better time than Mello. The kickoff match was Blair Davenport. Versus Kalana, uh, Kalei, how do you, I don't know. Is it, I'm gonna say Kalana Jordan, and if I get it wrong, I yeah, yeah, Kalani. I guess Kalani. Honestly, yeah. I have a history, Monty, as you know, of butchering the names <laughs> of plenty of until they become a little bit successful. You know, um, right? You have to hear it repeatedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Isla Dragonoff. You know, yeah. uh, you know. Again, right. don't listen to Japanese shows. Uh, but I tell you what, saying this, Jordan did show out against Blair Davenport, but she couldn't finish yeah. the job. Davenport caught with a diving stomp into a swimming, swinging side slam for the win. After the match, G. Jordan hit the ring and stomped on Davenport until officials, of course. Uh, yeah, of course, separated them. Uh, I think Blair needs like a plan of action. She definitely needs a better finisher. Uh, but what were your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah. I thought she was. I, 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 they must have told her to stop doing the whole Kamagoye like knee to the face thing. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just I, maybe she was hurting people, but I, I didn't have a problem with it. Like I thought that would be a better than the, the you know the. I guess it's a Falcon Arrow. I don't even know how to really say, but it, either way it goes. The problem with the Falcon Arrow is it's another one of those moves that I've seen plenty of people kick out of all the time. So. It, it kind of it, then it's not really the most impactful version of it, so it is what it is. Uh, but you're right, Kaylani Jordan looked great here. You kind of see that potential, uh, you know, and it really has me looking forward to her in the women's breakout tournament because honestly, going into it, I I was only thinking that maybe Lola, because I know the NXT crowd really likes Lola and she has potential with her MMA background. I really thought Lola would probably be the the one. They're gonna announce the rest of them. Uh, 
later on in No Mercy. But I just thought Lola would be the by far the one who would be the leader. And now after looking at a match like that, I can see, you know, Kalan, that might be my finals. I don't know. I'm just predict predicting. But Kalani definitely has potential. And I definitely you can definitely see that athleticism, that gymnast background, you know, coming to play here. And uh, Blair, who's just awesome, in my opinion, and all the little things, and just a really good wrestler. I 100% agree with you. Either go back to the Kamagoye or just do find something, so another unique finisher that you can do, because that one is, you know, just, again, it just doesn't really work. But uh, I'm with you as far as direction. Now, obviously, they're going with the Gigi Dolan angle right now. And maybe it's just this just to buy time because you know you have like Soruka, you got Nikita but, but <laughs> you have all has, these people has no one who told you still her. gotta wait to come back, I guess. Has no one told her who uh-huh. the champion is? Because she's attacked so That's true. many wrestlers. She's she's like, beating everyone. <laughs> and yeah, and I don't know, maybe because of what we're doing right now with our champion with uh since Tiffany has kind of been doing her own thing and we have Becky now. Uh, maybe that's where we'll go next. That maybe eventually, if she gets out of this GG situation, she will actually try to hurt a Becky or something like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you. I don't know why they don't want to plunge a full speed ahead with a person like Blair because she could do it all. But maybe it's because of the finisher or something like that. Like the, the few missing pieces that she still have, maybe are, are maybe a little bit too glaring, and that's why they're taking their time. But I don't know. Uh, I think we'll just have to wait it out and see how these things work out. I hope they don't have her twiddling her thumbs with these minor feuds until Nikita or Solo come back. But it feels like that's what we're doing. Yeah, I think we're out of uh, Out of five, what would you score it? Uh, they work hard. I, like I said, I was impressed with Kit Kalani. I'll give it a three, three and a half. Three and a half. I think it was solid. Good match. No yeah. problem with it. I gave it uh, three and three quarters. Like I said, very impressive. It's always nice when a talent comes out and you, you haven't seen a lot of them uh, and they show out a little bit in the time that they have got. Agreed. Uh, predictions, Prediction League 2023, before No Mercy. WWE Prediction League, Gina is in the lead on five points. Uh, Monty and I are on four with Jaxi on three, I do believe. Uh, AEW, Jaxi's on four. Monty and James on three, Gina on two, and bonus league, Monty is on 15, I'm on 14, Gina on 12, Jaxie on 11, so it's all to play for today, we all went Blair, so we're all on one, we start with a main show, which started with a No Mercy video game inspired introduction, now I think this may be the greatest cold open of all time, I used to play No Mercy. Everybody knows No Mercy. The guy, whoever came up with this, man, woman, child, needs a raise. Uh, Monty, this is a brilliant way to start the show. I was all excited. Yeah, I agree. Greatest video game, wrestling video game of all time. Uh, you know, for a long, for a long time for people. Maybe it still is. I'm not sure. Only thing that I can even put in that category with it would maybe be here comes the pain, but that's just. Because of my age group, I was playing that a little bit more. Uh, but I also played No Mercy growing up. Because, again, it's one of the greatest games ever. So just the, the throwback to do that. Whoever did it, like you said, deserves whatever. They, they need They need their name brandished somewhere. Like everyone like everyone needs to praise them because it was just an awesome, awesome thing to do. Awesome tribute to the past. I love the select screen with, like, <laughs> NXT superstars of the past, too. Like, you know, having a Bailey and an Oscar and all these other NXT great on the menu screen select also. 
So I just love that little nod. And uh, the same thing with just the quality of it all, just the way it all turned out. I agree 100%. It was such a great cold open that immediately uh, after, like, immediately once it aired, I, the, the entire open itself was just on YouTube, just on Twitter. I just seen it, just <laughs> uploaded everywhere. And again, I've never seen a cold open just shared to that extent, Honestly, like yeah. you said, for a show. But it was just very well executed. And like you said, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know how you get any better than that, man. It was just it was awesome, and it, it, I think all us game, all us wrestling fans who are also gamers, had to enjoy that. Yeah, without shadow of a doubt. We started off with Bron Breaker versus Baron Corbin. Breaker came out with a wolf hood, which looked more like a bear to me. You know, but again, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to argue. I mean, Monty, you wolf or bear with with what he's wearing. You know what? I think it was the way the camera had it angled because the way it was zoomed in at first, it was very confusing. It definitely looked like like the, like a bear. But if you zoom out and you kind of see the wolf or whatever it was supposed to be, which is very funny to me because I'm like, he's fighting Baron Corbin. I guess Corbin is no longer the long wolf, but, you know. <laughs> and then I was like, but this is definitely not a dog. You don't like the dog face grimly. You don't look like it. Don't look like it. <laughs> so, uh, Whatever, but well, no, it works, I guess. I can say no bears or wolves were harmed in the making of the <laughs> entrance. Uh, I maybe, hope so, hope not. maybe a lone wolf would be harmed. <laughs> and talking <laughs> nicknames, the lone bear would make a Mandy Rose amount on OnlyFans. I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, Corbin rolled in <laughs> on the motorcycle, which I don't think's been done before, Monty. So again, it's nice that someone. <laughs> Doing something fresh. Yeah. You know? Chuck Palumbo. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Chuck Palumbo is who you I'm just saying. Yeah, not, not, the, not the most famous. <laughs> I love Chuck it. Palumbo. That's why you and I get on. It's a Chuck Palumbo. Not the Road Warriors. Not, no, not the Road Warriors coming at Wembley. No, man. Not, not, not Road Wild or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, deep cuts. Anyway, so the match, the two brawled in the crowd before the bell uh, with Bron thrown around security. He brutalised Baron Corbin in what was surprisingly one-sided fight. Corbin did manage to send Breaker through the announce table, but I don't know when Bron turned into the Untaker, but he just sat <laughs> <laughs> When did this happen? I was like... <laughs> He took that spine buster. He was up so fast. I thought I thought something happened to my stream. I thought it skipped time or something. Like, what the hell? I'm just like, are they taking every untaken gimmick just in this matchup? Um, <laughs> I said, from with a spear. However, Mr. Stone managed to distract Breaker enough. Uh, lucky low security guards were there to catch him, I will say. Uh, but right. Brom walked into the end of days, which sealed the win. Uh, for him, uh, and I'm annoyed because I should have gone too. Corbin because I knew it was totally so for fun. Do you know what I mean? I knew yeah. it was totally for fun, but god damn, um, I'm so mad at myself too because it's like, how did I not think about that? Because there's no way he could just half kill a man and, <laughs> just, and no one do anything. Like, oh but I, like you said, I knew Vaughn couldn't do it. And I was like, I have no way. This, I didn't even think. I didn't even consider Mister Stone. No, I didn't nothing. even consider he's him. Not anybody. What, like we don't. We didn't think. That's what aggravated me the most. I'm like, it makes so much sense, but I didn't even think about it. Didn't even oh, think about horrible. it. But uh, good for Corbin. Good for yeah. Corbin. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think of this matchup anyway? Yeah, man, it was chaotic. It was. Uh, it was a pretty cool match. I think. I think this is what. 
Uh, and not to say, not to keep piling on, because everyone's piling over Gable at this point, but this is probably what Gable would have benefited from if you think about the way that their, the way their situation was going. Instead of all of the references and obvious, I want to be Kurt Angle-like situations, if they would have just made his a war and then it ends maybe in the double countout, maybe we wouldn't be mad. Maybe the crowd couldn't, you know, shit all over it like they did for Gable Stevenson. If you really think about it. Now, I'm not saying he's even capable of being as, uh, you know, compelling or as fun to watch as uh, Braun Breaker was at times in this one. But I'm just saying that the style of match, especially with the finish, that, that the double countout finish, would have helped him out a lot more than, than, than uh, you know, it did. But honestly... This is really cool. I didn't have a problem with it. And it just it, it reminded me. I was like, okay, well, I forgot. So far since Corbin has been back, he has been pretty much protected. It just, he doesn't really seem like the Baron Corbin of old. Like he hasn't been, you know, taking unnecessary losses other than what I think was it I wasn't it Melo it was or was it who was it? Dragonoff? I think it was Dragonoff who fought beat him. I don't know. He's only lost one or two matches though since being back. And uh, so, you know, it's been it's been a pretty cool, you know, rebranding for him. We'll see how long that lasts. And I do think the overall end goal will probably be to put over Breaker. But I think this is nowhere near over. Just like the Von Wagner element of it is nowhere near over. And I don't know, maybe down the line, they, they, they're priming us up for that massive triple threat match of Braun Breaker, <laughs> Von Wagner, and Corbin for nothing. Because I don't even know why. There's no, it's, there's no it's, other incentive other than just big guys mad at each other, I guess. But, hey, we'll see. Know. We'll see. You know it's going to happen. Um, talking right. about Bron, his dive at the start, as like his spear, is epic, as we know. Effortless, man. Um, He's so good. Unbelievable. Baron has turned into a creator wrestler. I think next week he'll come up in flames, spitting blood, and then kind of decide <laughs> where to go from there. Uh, it's just kind of one of those things. Bam, bam, Bigelow. Yeah, Undertaker. Whoever. Like, someone's done it, and they don't know anything about wrestling. Um, <laughs> nice to know as well, it's not me, just me, that has technical difficulties. The commentary did go out for, like, the first 10 minutes, and, you know, <laughs> Booker, Booker's, the Booker always makes me laugh. Uh, but weirdly enough, right, I looked this up, and I may be wrong, Monty, I may be wrong, but this is Baron Corbin's first win at a premium live event in a single match since... Well, can you guess? Since when? When's the last time did Corbin win? I mean, is this the... Is this, did he beat... Did he even win that dog food thing with, with Roman? Would that be it? Or I don't think he's all the way back to beating Kurt Angle. Right? <laughs> uh, you are right, though. Weirdly enough. His it's wrong. People, it's, it's... people talked about Roman Reigns last time he was pinned. That was the last <laughs> Corbin got a win. It was 2019. God. It's been four years. <laughs> oh, good. I couldn't believe it. I, I really. So he hadn't won that. since Roman was the big dog. That's insane. No, no. So we had WrestleMania, but he's not even featured. Like to catch up on his record is pretty easy. Because, like, WrestleMania match, you know what I mean? And, and stuff like that. But uh, singles one-on-one, yeah. that is what I'm going back for. Pete, Pete, prove me wrong, anybody. Uh, as for the matchup, though, Monty, what are you going to score out of five? I give it a four, man. It was a good time. I didn't. I don't think it was uh, bad at all. It wasn't the greatest thing 
you know, it wasn't it wasn't trying to be a Mac classic or a wrestling match. It was trying to be chaotic. It was trying to be a fight, a brawl. And I think it was pretty fun in that regard. And then, like I said, the finish made sense. You know, even if it, it may come off cheap, if you wasn't if you weren't familiar with the story, but I think if you know if you're going with what everything that's been happening week to week, it made a lot of sense, even though I was wrong. So I have to give it four star. Yeah, I give it three point nine five predictions. We all went wrong, so you all went wrong. Uh, so one nil still. The problem watching kickoff and then watching the main show, you see like Becky Lynch and Tiffany Stratton arrive again. And it's like, how many times can you arrive to an arena? Surely. Um, <laughs> NXT North America title next. Dominic Mysterio versus Trick Williams with a special guest for free, Dragon Lee. And I tell you what, Dominic Mysterio had a real shiner. Uh, whether they added makeup right. or not, like, that was quite bad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I agree. It got worse because he had it Tuesday. He had it on the, you know, on the other show, but... It just it looked worse, like you said. I don't know if they added anything, and I'm trying to figure out where did it come from. It probably, I guess, it was from the Dragon Lee situation. But yeah, man, it looked pretty rough. <laughs> well, I was just say before the match, Commander Hayes and Trick talked up leaving no Mercy as champions together, so that would give Trick yeah. extra motivation. Uh, I can hear your axe exploration. Uh, Dragon tried to hand off the title at the belt. Dirty Dom took a cheap shot at Trick. Was angry when Dragons was late to the count. The crowd's favourite chance in this match was whoop that trick and we want mummy. Dirty Dom accidentally superkicked Dragon, who was down for several minutes. Classic referee work. If he was hit that move in a match, he'd be up within 10. But that down. was And that was the thing that made me mad. That was the <laughs> thing that made me mad. Because I'm like, Dragon Lee, come on, man. Come on, man. I see you take all types of stuff. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he may have took a super kick Monday. He may have took saying, one yeah, and, he and kicked out or whatever. <laughs> but again, we don't know what Dom had in his boots. Uh, luckily yeah, okay. luckily yeah. for Trick, Dragon did recover just in time to count three after Trick caught Dirty Dom with a bicycle knee strike as Dom was holding the American title. So your new North American champion, it is Trick Williams. And Monty, all I can say is you were right. You were right. Whoop that trick. Whoop that trick. Let's go. Again, like I said, the combination of a beautiful store to watch him rise up. But I was nervous, too. I told you this before when, I, when we were predicting that I was nervous because it was his first title match. It was Dom, so you never know if this would be the time that they would use uh, maybe a priest uh, appearance. Because I figured Rhea would probably still be out selling or doing whatever she's doing or, or hurt or whatever. I, I knew that was. That probably would make sense for her to still not be there. But, you know, no, I, I didn't know if anyone was in California with Dom. So it was always a chance. And then even with the Dragon Lee element, you know, sometimes the special guest referee thing does not play in to the challenger or the babyface in this situation's favor. So it was really interesting to see how this turned out. And it, it ended up going, like you said, in tricks favor. And I must say, can you tell me other than taking that bump for the Suki, what why Dragon Lee was here? He just needs that. Was he there for the pay per view bonus? Again, I know. Like... I know Jaxie called me a cunt for not telling her, but I, I really didn't know. Like, <laughs> there was point. And you're right. You were 100 percent right. You told her. I don't think it's gonna matter all too much. And you, you were completely right. It, it didn't really play a factor in the in the match really at all. In all honesty, and you know, the only thing that makes me optimistic for Dragon Lee because he's taking a lot of losses just to end up not the champion anyway is that it seems like since they're putting him on Raw and SmackDown, you know, 
Seems like they're probably going to advance his call up a little faster than even that I was expecting. I don't know. I could be wrong there, you but are, that's were, what it feels like. You were right because Dragon Lee was trying to go after Bobby Lashley, which wouldn't have been a mistake at all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he definitely wouldn't have got his head took off. And then, again, by the way, I just want to say, uh, he can they just go ahead and just fast forward and let him in the LWO? Because he was an honorary member. Like, like you said right there, he was so mad. I'm just like... Dragon Lee, I understand. You look up the Ray Mysterio, but calm down, my guy. Calm Bobby down. Lashley. Again, I, I like you, Monty, but if Bobby Lashley was coming around to you, I'd probably be like, do you know what? <laughs> Sit down. Got, I'm, in no, this, you... I'm in the audience. I can't help. You know, I don't know. Right. Um, no, hell no. Hell no. I wouldn't expect you to help. <laughs> but I will say, for Trick, not bad for your first premium live event match. Is it right? really to win the Hawkman Control? Right. question is, though... Question is, would Ali have won? Would Mustafa Ali won his first gold in WWE if he hadn't been released then? If this is what we're going to do with Dom? My theory is no. And the, and the only reason why is not not because it's Ali or anything, because unfortunately Ali is always on the short end of this situation. I think because I think Dragon Lee was always meant to be the referee. And I think if you, you remember... We had this whole special guest referee situation play out when Dom was the referee, and those two guys were involved. So I, I'm assuming Dragon Lee would have got would have it would have been a Dominic would have found a way to turn those two guys against each other or to screw screw the situation over, kind of like we saw a bump in this situation. But instead of Trick taking advantage and winning, Ali would have ended up you know Dominic probably would took advantage and won, and Ali would have unfortunately lost because he kind of earned his title shot through. Bad referee play. So I think they would have kept the story going with that in that in that regard. That's just the way I see it. And I think the reason why he called the audible for trick is that not only would have been a nice shock, not only it was a nice shock way to do it. I just think with the momentum he's carrying, you know, uh, that it's just it just it just fit perfectly with the timing of everything. Even you know, depending on how we'll see how it turns out, what Dominic does going forward after this, maybe to chase this belt down, but. Or, you know, whatever's next for Trick is champion. But I just think that the, the plans changed the same way the plans had to change because Ali was gone. Because from what I was reading up on Ali, they had plans for months. That's why management was pretty upset that Ali was kind of released without even letting NXT got the, the people in NXT know. Because they had plans for months for Ali. And I think chasing the North American title probably was a part of the plan. Well, the thing is, I mean, to go back just to like the trick and um, even the dumb thing, I just hope they don't, you know, uh, say on NXT of like, or oh, dumb complains because of referee involvement or whatever, and then gets told yeah. back. Yeah. You, you know, with, no, they if, shouldn't do that. If they're doing trick now, go trick. I think Dom is ready to upgrade his title. I think he's proven as we spoke about earlier with North American. I think even I mean I don't want to see, wait till WrestleMania, but. You know, if Mysterio is U.S. champion, then Dom is the perfect challenge, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I think that, and that might be where we're headed. I think that might be the end goal here. If, like I said, if Mysterio can hold on to it that long, but I think that may be the situation that we have here. And, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised if we can see, you know, uh, you know, a lot, of, like, again, I think it'd be a great story that you can tell there with Dominic. And I think you're 100% right. This time in NXT, he got exactly what he needed. He's way more believable on his own already. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I think when he was 
you know, he wasn't really that believable before this whole entire thing. It's funny what having a single championship for even just a few months can do for you in WWE if you just present it the right way. And I think now he can move on, do more Judgment Day things, and we can just continue to see his development from that point of view. Now, I wouldn't be mad if he does complain and he at least get a match with Trick again, but I just don't – I don't. I hope they – I'm with you. Please stick it out and run with the Trick thing because I think that, that will also be more valuable for where Trick is at with his character and then, then it will be for where Dom is at in his character because Dom, like you said, has kind of ascended past needing this championship in my eyes, and I think it's time for him to – point towards, uh, you know, bigger, you know, he got bigger fish to fry in the long run for Dominic right now. All right, so as for the match then, what are we going to give it? Okay, so the match itself, like I said, the special referee column was not, was, I didn't like the fact that he was kind of inconsequential other than a bump, especially when there's a guy like Dragon Lee, just didn't really, he was just seemed like he was just there, you know, and, uh, but the result was fun. The match itself was a good time. You know, I'm going to go with three and three quarters. And uh, I'm very happy that Trick Williams won. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, but I'm not going to overrate the match because I was very, very happy with the result because the match itself was good, but it wasn't, it wasn't amazing. Now, I tell you, the fans over in California seem to be really into it. I really love that because, again, guys like me and you who watch this all the time, it's really cool to see, even if those arenas may not be packed to the brim in those bigger arenas around the country to hear the reaction of people that we watch on a weekly basis is getting because it just shows you that NXT is reaching a lot of people around the country. Well, they're not only that as well, but the thing is, and this is what we've learned recent times as well, crowd participation, they want to chant along. They want to kind of do things and motions and they kind of whoop that trick and the fans get into it, even if they don't know him. It's fun to, like I said, Mm -hmm. even, you know, fun to sing along. Uh, I'm going to give it a free point. Nine, five predictions. We all went for Dominic, apart from Monty, who I thought you were crazy. I thought you out of your mind when you told me. But (laughs) that's why you got to take chances, and it came through, you know? Sometimes, exactly. Sometimes you got to go with that, man. You know, sometimes you can't ignore it all the time. You know, sometimes you got to go with it and just have faith and hope it work out. (laughs) Um, So Monty's on two, the rest on one. Joe Gacy told Ava that she needed to find a new family as Schism was wow. gone. Uh, Ava, just the bloodline. the bloodline already. Why <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, just join your real family, Ava? What about that? <laughs> the Rock came back a couple of weeks ago and had a word. Did not mention his daughter's in the cult at all. <laughs> Perfect opportunity to try to drag her out of the cult, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see what happens exactly. Yeah, it'd be interesting. What uh, you think is next for either one of those guys? Ava or Joe? Is Joe just done? He dead to the yeah, world? Yeah, I think Joe's just going to be like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fucking bother. He'll, he'll start looking like Corbin. He'll come out on a motorbike uh, and a vest and just another uh, he character. Needs, he needs no to join up with Hank and Tank. I don't I don't have a particular he's gonna turn, why. Just... Yeah, he's going to turn <laughs> Now, he's going to do something, I'm sure. We've not we've not seen the last of him, um, but then again, it could be worse. Could be Cameron Cameron Grimes, couldn't you? <laughs> so, suppose, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> poor poor Cameron. I know, but I remember when Vincent Mann just called up NXT talent with any plan. Uh, anyway, so NXT tag team titles next: the Family versus the Creed Brothers versus Angel and Humberto versus OM and OTM came out in low riding bicycles. 
uh, with Grand Theft Auto inspired presentation. The family brought out some family members for their entrance. It's just, again, I don't want to complain, but if I was like an Italian American, then surely it's like, <laughs> so you need a beard and like, a, you know, just a suit and you're Italian. Like, that's that's all it takes, <laughs> is it? Like, <laughs> I just. I'll leave it there. Oh, my goodness. At least they weren't eating, like, bowls full of spaghetti or stuff like this, you know. Um, <laughs> Ivy Nile took out scripts when he jumped on the still steps to interfere. And I was worried because I thought Ivy might have hurt herself. Tony D's right knee collapsing in when he was holding both Angel and Humberto. He was helped to the back. He came back out with a knee brace. Um, we see the faces hit the four heels with simultaneous superplexes, which was actually quite a cool spot. And it was Tony D and Stax who were the last men in the ring against Lucian Price. Uh, we did see OTM hit the elevated power sign finish on Tony D, but he kicked out. And the family hit bada boom, bada bing to win. Uh, and the funniest thing about this, Monty, is like I said to you last update, Tony D and Stax have not wrestled since winning the titles. And they've never looked better. <laughs> you know, I think we've, we've cracked the code here with them. Right. Less is more. <laughs> Less is more, right? Oh, my goodness. Uh, this match was fine. You know, I did, not, I, I did not have a problem with it at all. I did not have a problem with it at all. It was cool. It was a good time. The crowd also was really into it. So you can tell they was having a good time because it wasn't really much to get invested into story-wise when it comes to this other than, I guess, if you cared about those vignettes, those segments, when it comes for the tag team title picture, and um, just sit, hold on. Okay, sorry. Anyway, like I was saying, uh, the tag division. I think this whole, the whole entire point of this match was to kind of put over where the tag division is heading or where they are right now. Uh, but I think it was a really good time, especially when you got the Creed in there doing everything that they were able to do athletic-wise. Garza and Umberto, we kind of know what they can do, at least in the ring. You know, their problem isn't in the ring. OTM was, you know, there to kind of, you know, follow along and kind of establish themselves. And uh, you can uh, – and the family were, you know, obviously, champ. So, <laughs> well, you know well, it's bad when that's the only thing I can say about them is that they're the champ. The thing is, though, <laughs> right, so we know the Crees will have the moment in the sun, you know, and um, – Again, talk about the matchup in itself. I like the matching outfits, apart from OTM, need a little bit of work. But did you think Tony yeah, D? Obviously. Tony D did look like a Mounty cosplay. I, I felt. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it. It's fair. I I must say this. Let me say this. This is what I really wanted to say too about this match. Uh, we have to stop this. I don't. I, I hope he. Maybe he was seriously hurt, but we just have to stop the <laughs> baby face get hurt early in the match and he return. I know. I feel like I've seen that spot a, a number of times just in the last few years. I don't. I think it's more prominent than it ever has been in wrestling. You know. Uh, you know. Just it reminded me of the Bianca situation. Even though I don't know that. Not to be fair, the bump she took. At least in that situation, the bump. You, that's how I think it's best than those. You got to do it like that. When you look at the bomb, you're like, oh, my goodness. I don't know if she okay. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember what actually supposedly happened. I don't even remember. Just... <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, what happened? Hold on, what happened to Tony that caused him to get away? Just 
he picked up the smallest tag team in the match. Uh, <laughs> See? And he's just little. So, again, when you do something like that, I have to assume maybe something is really wrong, I guess. But even then, it just, it was just, it just again, the impact of it, I don't think it hit the way they wanted it to hit. But it was fine. His flurry when he came back was fun. And, again, I don't have a problem with the match, but I just think everything kind of went in a predictable fashion, although it was very impressive spot. That cannonball, like you said, Brutus and Brutus and Judas are just awesome. They're just like that they're so like you said, I think that's the thing too. They're leaps and bounds ahead of everybody else, in my opinion. You know, and I think that's the thing. When you know they're not gonna win, it, it kind of takes away when you see uh, right on display in this match that they're better than everyone else. It's kind of tough, but we'll see. We'll put it off. They'll be two time champions hopefully sooner than later, but we have to wait it out because we gotta play. We gotta see how this, how the family's reign plays out. But you're right. The end goal is to get them belts back on the crease or get them to the main roster. Yeah, without doubt. A couple of nice looking spots, like you said, and I always pop for the Brutus bomb as well. Uh, what would you score out of five? Up again, it was fine. I think I give it three, three and three quarters would be. I just, I just keep it there. It wasn't, wasn't anything bad with it. It was a really good time, and we can just leave it at that. I gave it a four. Predictions. You all went the family apart from Jaxi and the Creed. So Jaxi, <laughs> she okay, went for the Creed. Right, so again, but this is what show. I mean, just shows you. You know, like I said, the predictions are, are random when it comes to it. So Jaxi's on one. Gina and James on two. Monty's in the lead with three. We see another video package for Brian Pillman Jr. This time with him in the reflection. Uh, Mello celebrated with Trick. There's one more W, and they'll be loving California. Uh, and again, uh, right, I'm going to be a bit self, I don't know, centered, self-served here. But we're talking about the guy <laughs> who did the track for um, NXT, which I've forgotten his name now. Even though I watched a couple, of, and they said like 240 million streams lifetime. Yeah. Well, we've had 2.9 million listens since we've started. So surely that's ain't to be kind of going about, isn't it? You know, like yeah. we've been listening to nearly three million times since we started the show. Yeah, like so, so. Come on, like that's what. I'm come talking on, man. About. We we need applause like that. <laughs> yeah, we haven't got. Come on, we need that. We need all of the random stats that we need to drop out of nowhere. <laughs> Did you know the Dumb and R has been listened to three million times? Yeah, and also another <laughs> random fact. People want to know our top three cities. How cool is this? Top three cities: London, New York, Amsterdam. So you know there's a nice. theme. You know, like I'm saying, people enjoy smoke yeah. and listen to the podcast. That's what. That's what Shout we out like. to the Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm talking. Man. About. Anyway, we move. I don't talk about Monty though, do I? You know, and sometimes I'm sure you guys think you're performing in front of. Me, just me, but there are, there are just you. There are people out there. There are people. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you're too on. humble. That's what it is. You're too yes. humble. You're too I, humble. Yes, I, I'm just like everybody. Else after every thing. podcast, after every podcast, we should do a Triple H esque or a Shawn Michaels esque press conference announcing all the statistics. It was a, it was a, <laughs> this this podcast be all other podcasts that we've done. Uh, highest grossing, uh, biggest grossing podcast. Ever. Uh, we, we, did, we did that, you know? Um, most listened to. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what we do? Uh, most listened to as well is great. I think 
most of this is like 50,000. And I think that was when we just all started doing it together as well as a group. So that nice. proved that uh, we had a future. Anyway, on to... Banu, I had to do that. So on to a Heritage Cup. I didn't have to, but I wanted... Heritage Cup. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> versus Butch. Uh, here we go. Back to the serious stuff. The Heritage Cup. Uh, Butch dominated round one with joint manipulation. But on the bell, Dar hit an elbow strike to set up a strong round two. Now, Vic was talking after the bell, but I didn't see it. Aura Mensa caught Butch with a kick to set up a Nova roller from Noam Dar to take the first fall in round two. The Bruiserweight took the second fall with a lucky bitter end in round three. Dar was caught in a triangle choke and passed out, but the clock had expired just in time in round four. Round five, Dar was doing what I love best and hanging in there, but Butch hit a cheap shot after the bell, which should have been a disqualification, yeah, man. man. Like, Shouldn't come on. Yeah. Like, we're going to do the rules. We're not going to do What's going on, man? Um, Bush league. This is what I'm saying. I'm unbiased, as you know. So, uh, and at the start of round six, Mensa caught Butch with another insecurity, followed by Dahl's Nova Roller, but Dunn did kick out. Bate took out Mensa outside. I don't know why Bate got involved. Uh, Butch hit right. a bitter end. But Dar managed to kick out like the champion that he is. There you go. Gallus got involved. Impressive. Yeah, Gallus got involved. And we know why. Because Butch was disrespectful for Joe when he beat him in that final. So Joe, who nearly forgot how to get into a ring and lost his balance, but didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that. He hit all the best for the bells where Dunn moved before you, he You sure? Hit. He, hit he was hit. He was... Dunn was moved before he was hit. That's how powerful that strike was. <laughs> you tell me of another another like a thesis, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. And Dar pinned the Bruiserweight to win. Dar gets the Heritage Cup spotlight that he deserves. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on this? Because, again... I just did a Booker T, basically. I love Booker when it comes to I love Booker when we met him 100%. I knew exactly what you were doing because he blamed everything on everybody else. I just love how he didn't see anything bad that was going on. Nothing, you know. It was, uh, it was awesome. His commentary was great. They're always great. He's always great with metaphor has been coming. I just love how invested he has gotten in that group. Uh, but, yeah, man, and Vic is great, too, because he's just – <laughs> he just know Booker T is just blind to him at this point. So just they're awesome on commentary. This match was really, really cool. I think what I like the most about it is again in this environment, in the premium live event setting, with the with the crowd in the background, and just to see that they were, you know, I was again, I was you don't realize it's kind of like we talk about New Japan or even when you share NXT UK with me, you don't really realize just like how good the stuff you're watching is to everyone else into situations like this because yeah it was in the BT Sport Arena but those episodes were like tape you don't know how much of that is just you know their actual investment in the product I can assume it was because the product was good or was that like a little bit of crowd direction in between you know edit points or something you never really know no. when you're in a studio but when you're in an arena like that and you know those cr- the crowd does not have to be as invested that they ended up being when the crowd, when the score was one one, and we're in the sixth round, and we don't know exactly what's gonna happen, and um, you know, and 
how just the intensity of the match, it just shows me that me and you were basically 100% right about the Heritage Cup formula and just how it can be so compelling when it's done right. And I think Noam Dar does it perfectly. We talk about that all the time, but Butch was a great person to throw into this situation also, which I guess we kind of could predict because we just know what he's all about, what Pete done and who he is and just how good he is at this style of wrestling. But again, I love the late hit. It's kind of becoming a signature for Noam Dar, the late round hits. But I love Butch kind of getting him back. I love the fact that the referee probably at this point, honestly, like is what is a ref going to negative one Noam Dar at some point when he does that? <laughs> like you lose a fall because you did, you know what I'm saying? Like someone is going to have to do something besides this ref just screaming at Dar. Like, you know what you're doing. It's like, well, if you knew he did it on purpose, ref, then why don't you punish him for it? But anyway, uh, I just, I, again, I love it. It's just so smart. Like you said, the triangle choke, the drama attached to the end of each three-minute increment is just awesome. And then, again, these two guys, they just painted a pretty good picture. And even if you have a problem with the ending, because I'm going to be honest with you, uh, other than I don't really remember the major disrespect that Bush kind of really gave to get to, to Joe. So I don't know exactly his beef other than the fact that he's just mad that he's not in that spot. Just, and I guess that's – yeah, yeah I guess that's reason enough. Right, yeah. They're just gals are just big – just angry angry Scots, right, or whatever you want. You know what I mean? They're just, they're just angry, right? So, that, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, I didn't have a problem with uh, the result, obviously, because you know who I was rooting for. Uh, and I think it was just another situation where Noam Dar's formula hit perfectly and everyone in that arena was invested in it and it ended up with a really, really good match. So I didn't, I have no problem with this. This is really cool. I think my overall will probably be four and a quarter. I really was into it. Yeah, well, like you said, though, Dar and the Heritage Cup is just like, this could be on the main roster and he could be challenging people as the way he I is, agree. you know. And, and another thing, I never thought that I wouldn't miss Charles Samuels in the corner of Dar, but with metaphor, it just, he, he's, <laughs> you know, and, and what can you say? Like, when he's a star and he's star. And even with Pete Dunne, like, watching how he's changed his style a little bit, because he's a brawling brew, the way he kind right. of just punches and hits more than, you know, the old Dunne is kind of much more technical and stuff like this, but this was a brawling brute of Butch. Like, he's proper, like, character <laughs> in the character that as group. it is, you know. Uh, and it's exactly the same with Dar. You like you said, you forget all the shenanigans with like the seven people involved. Who in the ring were excellent, you know. And like you said, in in this mm -hmm. format, to have that crowd and to build it as it was, it really, really good stuff. I'm going to give that a four and a half uh, prediction. The girls went Butch. Uh, we went for our man Dar, which means Monty's on four. Yeah. I'm on three. Gina's on two. Jaxi is on one. And up next, and this is another thing about takeovers. We spoke about it before we start recording. This show, we're already on like the two main events, you know, and we wouldn't even be halfway right. through an AEW show. Like, I know we've got AEW next week, <laughs> but let's just make the most of it right now, Monty. You know, like, we are yeah. <laughs> two matches left. Um, NXT champ, and what a fucking match. Come on, it's our boy. So, Carmella Hayes, have you. If I think about your three years on a podcast, I don't think there's anybody else as much as Carmelo Hayes. The moment he came out and you were like, this you know, this is a man, you proved yeah. me wrong with it. Uh, and I think you got to, well, I say you got to admit, for me, Ilya Dragunov, NXT UK, I was like, you've got to see these matches. Like, the, the way, mm -hmm. he, as soon as he arrived, 
I knew he was different. Uh, and like I said, it's it's awesome to get to this moment where in NXT these two men are facing off. And Melo showed off his latest latest jersey collection of falling challenges. Is there? I I can't think of a better you know entrances, but just to kind of state how good Melo is, it, this is one of my favourite things. You know, like his entrance at a PLE. <laughs> I hundred percent agree. I think uh, his, his entrance is just awesome, and I think the beauty of it is something that you can start doing. You can see him doing at like a WrestleMania down the line, and instead of just doing the graphics, he has these jerseys. He has a jersey printed out, you know, or something, or even with the graphics, or just something to an extent in certain arenas where they actually put someone's name in the actual rafters of the arena at events. You can just continue that theme for the rest of his career. You know, and I just love it, especially as someone like me who grew up uh, loving basketball and understanding the reference. And I love how he's twisted because, again, in, basketball, you know, in, in the NBA, that's an honor when you're in the ref rafters. You're a legend of that particular team arena that they put you in. So, you know, they, they hold you of high value. And Melo is twisted and saying, you know, these are the people that I have basically put on a shirt. They're the people I have basically overcame to, to, to this is my arena. I'm him. This is what I've done. And I just love it. And then it showcased the rain. And honestly, I was looking at the jerseys and I was thinking about it and I was like, man, this, you know, this is now it's time for Melo to do this with, you know, with no trick. But then I look, I saw the Wesley and I seen, I thought about it and I was like, well, man, he did already kind of win without trick once. So, you know, so, you know, maybe this, maybe he doesn't need to prove it here. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I was even more in doubt. I was like, oh my god! But that just shows, <laughs> but, like know, I said, it was just still an awesome interest, though. Still an awesome interest. But that's what I said. That how shows how invested you were in this, and right. even the storyline that has been 100%. going on with Melo and Trick about can you know? Th- this is the question that I think Melo didn't think about. If we're going to kind of go into it, is the fact mm-hmm. Trick wondered if he could be a success without Melo, and now Melo's wondering the same because. If it wasn't for Trick, Ilya Dragunov wouldn't right. really be NXT champion off the performance of Great American right. Bash. So this is exactly where we're getting to. And when Ilya Dragunov comes out and starts flying out the corner, you know. Oh, my trouble. goodness. <laughs> you know, like, you're, yeah. You're... <laughs> no, I look. The look at his face at the at the ramp, too, I was like, yeah, this is this my guy. He's going to get killed. And, and the, as soon as the match started, <laughs> Dragon off just started wailing on my guy, man. I was like, oh, man, this is, is going to be tough to watch for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did dominate the match early. But once Hayes did get going, it was hard to slow down. Dragon off booted Melo to the floor and yelled at the A champion that this was his ring. The Mad Dragon did chop Melo into the corner. Till the A champion caught his chop, finally finding his confidence. And this is not done enough in wrestling, even visual of the two faces together. You know, and, and I know we've seen it in the past, maybe like, you know, if you think of like Undertaker and Brock Lesnar or something like this. But those two guys, you know, it really, really was right in your face. I loved every moment of this, without a doubt. We see Melo Counter running forearm into an insecurity, followed up with Reed bound Bulldog for a near fall. Melo attempt to counter the coast-to-coast with double knees, but the Mad Dragon lifts him up, rolling fireman's carry into the turnbuckle. Again, back from Great American Ooh. Bash. Um, Dragunov did hit Chris. the coast-to-coast for a near fall. He took a double knee face buster, rebounded into an H-bomb 
through near fall. He then went up to the second rope for the <laughs> second H bomb. But I thought it was somehow, old. I don't know how Melo kicked out of that. It was back and forth all the way to the end. And Melo don't miss, but he did get caught. Ah, for it. But he got blocked. Ah, it's a huge, huge clothesline for the Dragon off, who so, went all the way up the top and hit a to super the top. H. I was like, please me, please yeah. me. <laughs> the contact on that was like a tree fall. Oh, perfect. But yeah, it honestly was. Yeah. And after a free count, and I'm delighted to say your new NXT champion, the Dragon off. Afterwards, oh. the NXT champion picked up Melo, and Melo was trying to sell it. <laughs> the most intense. Get off. <laughs> like, no, come on. Come on. Even Vic was like, he's intense now, as he was at the start of the match. Like, Bro, he... the most intense handshake ever. <laughs> but he did show Melo respect, as they both sold the physical damage to oh. their bodies. And I will say, Monty, because it's great to say as well, Ilya becomes the first NXT UK male right? champion to be NXT champion. We did Even it. over Gunther, right? Yeah. See, and you know what? That was what I had in my back pocket. Like, if, if he would have lost, I was going to be like, see, Gunther couldn't even do that. They still won't let Dragon off do it. But, you know, he did it. I was like, you know what? I can't I can't complain because, you know, again, he was the one who beat Gunther. So, of course, he's the one who makes history, you know? And, uh, again, it just, just this match really crystallized even more. Not only how special I think Melo is, even in a losing effort, it crystallized, again, why Dragunov is just unbelievably he's, – he's, like, Melo said he's undeniable. Well, you can't tell me Dragunov isn't either, you know? I saw some comments about Braun. I mean, or at least I think this was from Braun Breaker. He said he'll be in main events against Melo for years to come, and he feel like that'll kind of be they'll be kind of like the two guys on top. It'll be him versus Melo, you know, in main events, and I think that's definitely most likely going to be the outcome. But I, you cannot tell me that you can't see Dragunov and Melo, or you know, especially you know with his history with Gunther. You see Dragunov doing this with a lot of people, but especially even with Melo now. He can be a major rival for for Melo even for years to come on the main roster. And honestly, that was another thing I thought about. I was like, Dragunov can be gone tomorrow to the main roster. He'll be fine, in my opinion. Even if some people may not be so confident about his size, I think his intensity and the way he fights will immediately wake anybody up, in my opinion, no matter how you think he looks. So... I, that was one of the things I was kind of banking on if he lost. I was like, well, you know, he can do something else. He don't have to do this. But, you know, he proved me wrong and he did this. And the same thing can be said for Melo, but I'm very interested for what's happening there. Hold on, you want to say something, I'm going to let you say it. No, I was just, so what, what was it? I was just about to say, like, you, you, yeah, Ilya Dragunov only 29, and Vic mentioned during the match yeah. like, these guys in the 20. Like you said, these two, the, the chemistry made me want to cry. <laughs> Because I thought, you know, you get one, <laughs> but to be able to up yeah. in the next match, you know. Right, and the potential is there, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like with Gunther and him, you know, their chemistry and the intensity and just the way they beat the hell out of each other, you just make you like, it just kind of drives you to want to see them do it again down the line. I know, I know, I just know that WWE will be fools to not cash in on that in the on the main roster once again. But I feel like that the same thing can be said in this situation, because as much as I like the idea of Braun and Melo, Melo has a chemistry with Dragunov that him and Braun have nowhere nearly have now nowhere nearly reached just in the matches if we compare 
the series against each other, if you know what I mean. But, yeah, again, Dragunov has been great with almost anyone you put him in the ring with. So, again, that just shows you how awesome he is, and I'm very, very excited for him as champion because under this persona is just this badass, tough dude, tough champion. And what I really like about him is he may still be a baby face, but he is all age. He's not, he, he has no danger, in my opinion, of coming up coming off like a white meat, just too nice of a baby face because he's so intense and he's so much, so unique compared to, uh, you know, everyone else as a champion. I can't wait to see how they decide to go about his reign going forward, who his opponents would be, what, 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 what direction do they take Dragunov in as champion? Because again, it's a, it's a complete honor to watch him work and it's going to be I cannot wait to see if they can continue to present him in an awesome way as champion because a lot of times we talked about this before sometimes you know the chase is better than you know once you get there and I can't wait to see how it turns out for his potential reign because we kind of got robbed today at NXT UK because of the company uh, you know because of what they decided to do with NXT UK and because of the injuries and just the format in which and how they kind of booked NXT UK he didn't get a chance to really run with the championship the way we wanted to because of circumstances that was kind of out of his control. So uh, I can't wait to see what they do there. And then when it comes to Melo, I'm really excited because does this set up like a feud with Trick Williams, which I would, it's going to pain me to see, but like, you know, we'll talk about something that happened, but like maybe this is set up something with Trick Williams down the line. And maybe that means he's gone after that. Or do you do do you do the redemption route? Do you do that Melo's confidence has been finally shaken? And and does he try to pick himself up and maybe down the line and stand and deliver? We get a third match between him and Dragon Off or something. Or you know who they might try to do a return match sooner than that. But I think you should I think you can give them a break from each other now. Let Dragon Off run with the belt a while. And if you want to come back to Melo, if he's not going to the main roster, of course, if you want to come back with Melo. Save it for down the line towards standing deliver, so maybe he could try to reclaim what he is with his confidence re, you know, re, re, uh, you know, brought back to where it used to be. Because again, I believe that that was the thing that kind of dealt him a bad hand. Like you said, not only did he not consider what would happen if he missed, his confidence was shaken. So that may be reason why he missed. And then, like you said. Who is he without Trick Williams? Can he do this without Trick Williams? Do he blame it on Trick Williams? Does he pick himself up? Does he blame himself? It's a lot of questions, a lot of directions you can go with the Mellow character from here, and I'm really excited to see what they decide to do going forward. Yeah, I think my only problem about being a total change or not was his position on the card. Because, like I said, if it was a main event, then definitely total change. But to have a NXT total change I agree. like this here is a bit surprising. It has never been done before uh like you said with right. Leah, well oh man yes without a doubt but i mean with Leah, well done what got him over in nxt uk got him over in nxt and it's my, what makes him special and like you said he's not going to be this white meat baby face uh as soon as the big fight film music hits you know like you said the pace for this was another <laughs> level both men just bouncing around you know like i said this is one of the best yeah. nxt title matches ever yes even Johnny's reign, you know. Uh, I do feel sorry for the next challenges. I know we talk about Mello, and I'll talk about it in a minute. But yeah. When you think about every wrestler who Ilya wrestles gets like a busted mouth, we talk about his NXT UK title reign. I think like three of the five defences ended with referee stoppage. 
so, so he uh, <laughs> might, might, need right. to tone it, might need to tone it down a little but bit. But who's next? But, but this That's is my problem. next question. Who, who, who could they even put there? Who's he next? He can't be stopped. At this moment in time, there is no one apart from Mello at deadline where you give us, like you said, the third match in the series with maybe a gimmick. And then hopefully if they have them one of those yeah. weird like, deadline matches and try and build up a challenger in that way, he, he can't be stopped. Mm-hmm. If you've taken out the best you know, best in NXT, like I said, Melo has been the best thing in NXT for two mm-hmm. years now, without a doubt. You know, the A champion, right. all this kind of stuff. So he has got big boots to fill, and I worry about who can be there. But for Melo, I want to see him maybe title. But what I want is him and Trick win the tag titles because if you win the tag titles then it means Melo is Grand Slam and NXT chuck in the breakout tournament yeah. the cruiserweight title and all the other things and he's cleared the decks you know wow. and you can have the winning the tag titles drop it at stand and deliver and then debut the night after whatever it is don't split trick. He can make the case is better than Finn as far as like Mr. Yeah. NXT goes he, he if he does be. something he's like completed this. it you know and, and again yeah. Trick and, and Mello, a bit like Toxic Attraction we mentioned earlier, if you if you split them up in NXT, then that's at ruined because then you haven't got I that agree. on the main roster, you know? They're using it, though, man, so I'm worried. I'm really worried, but I hope <laughs> Sorry, you're right. Yeah. I really hope you're right. <laughs> but again, we have this matchup to look back on no matter what happens from now. You know, like we said, we're, we're here, yeah, here Mello. Like I said, Mello deserves all the credit in the world without a shell of a doubt. But I am so mm-hmm. happy that Dragunov is NXT <laughs> champion. Uh, predictions, this a match of the year candidate, Monty, isn't it? You know, again. Yeah. I was to say, the, the first one was a match of the year for me. So, yeah, this is another one right up there, right next to it, man. Five stars, no doubt. Man. It was awesome. Yeah. Perfect, and, it, and maybe that's my bias because I was so into it. But I don't, I don't think, I, I think I could put their two matches up against some of the best wrestling around the world. It'll hold up. Right well, you're like this, like the H bomb in this matchup. It just kept going up <laughs> a level, didn't it? You know, and right, <laughs> exactly. Boom. Uh, oh next. man, I was hoping he moved out of the way of that third because I knew it was over. I knew it. So I'm like, please that, move. I'm going. So the second one though, again, it's like how the fuck. Did he? Because the thing is, I'm watching it on the delay, so I kind of know the result. But that's what gets you where you go, "Fuck, he did kick out of that." Like maybe I right. looked at the results wrong or whatever. Um, predictions: Jaxie and Monty went for Mello. Yes, Jaxie went for <laughs> Mello as well. James and wow. Gina went for Leah. Right? Yeah, Gina's on fire when it comes to NXT. So it means I join you on four. Monty, Gina's on three. <sighs> Jaxie is on one. Before the main event, NXT showed the participants in the women's breakout tournament. We've got Jakara Jackson, leave it, Oof. Carmen Petrich, hey. Lola Vice, <laughs> Jada Parker, Izzy Dane, Danny Palmer, Kalana Jordan, and the Ariana Grace. Monty, put you on the spot right now. Pick one. Uh, dang, I think, who won it? Wasn't Nikita last time? Yeah. I, th- I, I then the key to win. I'm going with Lola Vice. I'm going with a heel. Oh, no, it wasn't if she key. even it was, is a heel. I'm lying to you. It oh, was, no, it wasn't. No, it was Rox because she won the title from it. Oh, yeah, you're right. That Roxy was, won it. Why, the why did I think Nikita win? See, you're 100% right. It was definitely Rox. Okay. Sorry, I was like... Definitely still going heel. Still going heel this time. I'm going to go heel. Lola, 
Lola's going to probably beat out Kalani. That's my prediction. I'm going to go Jackson because metaphor all the way. That's what we're Yeah. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I don't forget. You got to hear a roof for Lola too. Yeah. Roof, roof. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Drew McIntyre's killed. Just to balance it out. Right. NXT <laughs> Women's Championship. It's the main event. It's Extreme Rules. It's Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton. Tegan Knox was shown watching closely at ringside, ruining the result of this match. Uh, Lynch came out after highlights of her wrestling career. She brought a cart of weapons to the ring. I say a cart. She could have used more space. I hope she doesn't do that when she's shopping. They brought outside first. They fought into the crowd where a fan handed a man a chance to use a weapon, and she smacked Tiffany upside the head with that. And I thought Tiffany dealt with this ever so well uh, <laughs> to, to be cut open at this point. There were some <laughs> unique weapons used in this match. Workman's hat, Barbie dolls, a fire extinguisher, and a barbed wire bat. Lynch, uh, and again, we talked about earlier, can we stop with the chairs in fucking hardcore matches or extreme rules like... The, the moves on multiple chairs now have yeah. been done enough. All right? Just get a table. Done to death. Yeah, yes. just, just get a table. Right. What happened to the table? What happened to the table? Right. Uh, anyway, Lynch caught Stratton with a double underhook suplex on a pile of chairs and then locked her in disarmor. The center universe rolled outside and powerbobbed the man on the steel steps. Stratton somersault onto Lynch onto the announced table chair through the barricade in a cool spot. She caught the man with a senton bomb on a table, then again in the ring. But Lynch managed to fight back out of it and hit two manhandle slams, including the second one on the steel chairs after ducking the prettiest moonsault ever for Lynch <laughs> to retain. Um, I mean, it was difficult to follow the previous match. Monty, how do you think these two did? Yeah, pretty tough. Uh, I think, honestly, if you're going off what the crowd did and all of that, and, you know, I think, uh, they did the best they could, and I, I don't. I don't think it was bad at all. I think it was really cool, and they did. They held my attention. They didn't. They didn't bore me to death, or they didn't. They did. They weren't so below what the men just did. What uh, what Ilya and Melo just did to where you're just like, okay, no, nah, this is this is a bad idea. I think it was still very very good. I came away again impressed. He, like he, I like again. My, I don't want to turn this into just. Because I feel like that's what the show turned into last week. Like, I was just really, really high on Tiffany. But I think she deserves it. Like, again, she's just, you, you can't say enough about, yeah, you can, you definitely can do that. But it's just, besides that, too, that's the thing. It's not just that. Like, it's certain people in the past that you can say is probably a lot more roof roof going on than it is. You know what I'm saying? That it is quality. It but she, we made it into a thing. It's we definitely made it into a thing. I, I'm going to annoy the hell out of the girls when we get back. To we just say, just, they say someone's name and just, <laughs> woof, woof, woof. <laughs> talk about Jay Carter. Woof, woof, woof. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, uh, like I was saying, though, it's, some, it's certain people that you can say that it's probably more of that than it is what they are, what they're doing, the quality of what they're doing. But Tiffany just keeps getting better, and it, it's just insane. And when you put her on the spot with someone like she even mentioned herself, a WrestleMania main event, or someone like Becky Lynch, who done it all, has the credibility, has had great matches, especially under the WWE umbrella. And you just she's done. She's not. She's not even come close to drowning at all. You know what I'm saying? And I think. Her athleticism on this match was insane. You know, I, I see Charlotte do. Charlotte still does stuff where I'm just like, man, Charlotte is. I don't know if she's underrated as an athlete, but she's an awesome athlete. 
and it don't necessarily get talked about enough because everyone loves talking about who she is and how maybe she's booked a certain way because of who she is, but it's because of that stuff like the stuff that she can do that no one else really can is why I think Charlotte has always been top-notch. Top I'm sorry, Jackson. And I think Tiffany is in that same category when you just look at some of the stuff that she that she applies in her skill set and some of the things that she's able to do so effortlessly, you know, uh, the swanton through the table and just the risk she's willing to take and she make it look easy. And sometimes you're wondering, is she okay? And she just shrugs it off and keep going. Like you said, the chain spot, you know, everyone was commending Shawn Michaels. Like, oh, man, Shawn Michaels books, book blood in a women's match. He knows what he's doing. I'm just like, I'll guarantee you <laughs> he didn't book, he didn't book that. But Positive against to Becky Lynch, isn't there, I suppose. Like. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes things don't necessarily, right, right, always go where you want it when it comes to that. But it was cool. It was creative. Even the Barbie spot, you know, if, you know, I got it, even if it wasn't really my thing, I got it. So, yeah, man, I, I thought this was really, really good. And, again, we know how good Becky is, and she continued her reign here. Uh, I must say that it, it kind of, in my opinion, Tika Knox is like she's just there and she's just going to have a regular match with her on Raw. And it's just like, I don't know, man. You just see what Becky just went through easily. So, like, you're going to have to do a lot to kind of – I hope they don't just give you guys the five-minute special that they give – Women sometimes on Raw, you know, hopefully you guys are able to have a competitive match for the title. And I do think that this is doing wonders for the NXT Women's title, being on Raw and being on Becky's shoulder. So I have no problem with it. And I wonder, since we know Raw and NXT are being shopped right now to networks, how much is that is promoting Becky Lynch as a champion right now? And maybe even Dragunov, too, as champion. How much does that factor in these decisions? with Becky Lynch being on top, because you can't tell me Tiffany's performance doesn't show you that she can still be your champion. And it definitely will be again. I think, I think we both know she will capture that belt again. So at some point, but. Well, I think that, like I said, the, the Becky Lynch thing is, is exactly that, you know, look at the ratings. They're doing, you know, 800,000 right. million sometimes segment. They can then, when they shop around, go, look how much we're getting for that, you know? So again, exactly. Point. But it's helping the product out like it hasn't done in, in such a right. long time, uh, which is only a good thing. And like you said, Becky's Becky herself seems the most comfortable she has been for a while. You know, and you talk about kind of that man and to get the reaction that she is the biggest star there. But like you said with Tiffany, and it's not, you know, she's getting better every week. And you compare her with like Mandy Rose, like Tiffany's already at that right, level. Right, right. You know, she's already there. And it's only been, what, six months? And it's been a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah to, six months. You know. Exactly. So, right. again, you are right. Tiffany, she is the future of this business. Um, beautiful handspring elbow. Uh, I haven't seen a shopping trolley used so well since Rhino Gord won. So, again, it was good for right. Tiffany to do that. The final five minutes was carnage. But in a good way, I suppose. You yeah. Know? Uh, so <laughs> what would you give that out of five then? Yeah, man, I th- like I said, I had a really good time with it. I give it four and a half. It was a really, really good match. I-, I had no problem with it. I think the right person won. I'm eager to see what she does, you know, not only with people like Tegan Knox on Raw, you know, but who who does she attack? Who Who is next? Like, do, do we get a Blair Davenport? Do we get an obvious uh, few with Roxanne that can happen or any of the other you know, young talent. Who can Becky Lynch also work with along the path? Because we know she's probably going to work her way back around to Tiffany, or Tiffany will work her way back to the belt. What's next? You know, Thea Hill. Who who is 
on that list that Becky can work with and continue to make the women's division feel like it's on another level, especially when we have the breakout tournament coming next. Because I, I think whoever wins that might be, like you said, maybe we'll get in a situation where the winner of that gets a shot at Becky. So who knows? We'll see how this turns out. But yeah, man, I, I gave it four and a half star. I thought it was a really good match, and I did not mind it finishing the show, even if, you know, I did think dragging off and mellow. Was, was perfect. Yeah, but I think the main takeaway, like we talked about with the NXT title match with this, is we're actually exciting and there are options of where we go after this. You know, does Lynch carry right. on challenging right. you know, the, the younger talent in NXT? Is there a bigger challenger? What does Tiffany Stratton do? Could she conceivably go to fucking your main roster? You know, who knows? But again, True. probably make more sense in NXT. It's the same thing with Carmelo Hayes. Now, what does he do with Trick, with Leah Dragunov as well? So when a, a takeover, as I call it, because I'm old, or a PLE, I, I give you as many questions to answer. And as we know, we've got Halloween Havoc coming up at the end of October. So, so they're going to build mm-hmm. a match or two uh, for that. It's all good times. You know, like I said, I'm going to give that match four and three quarters. going to think the women really, really delivered in a good way. Uh, predictions, we all went lynch. So the final scores, Jaxie on two, Gina on four, James and Monty on five. So, All right. All is right in the world. We won. Well, the thing is, we did win. The experts <laughs> did win. But again, I have been hanging on for dear life these past couple of predictions. It, it feels, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I'm just getting by. So Monty yeah. is still in the lead with 16. I'm on 15. We extend the lead for free to Gina on 12 and Jaxie on 11. Our last bonus prediction points will be NXT deadline, Monty. So, not to... Because I know last year, I don't think you had a league win. I'm not 100% sure. We'll have to look back. Yeah, I don't don't think so. I don't remember. But Mm -hmm. if all you have to do is win. It's just me. Just keep winning. Even if we yeah. draw, you've won. What you don't want me to do is win and get a perfect score. If that happens, I yeah. will beat you. So yeah. that's all that's left. That's why I was sort of happy Bro- uh, Baron screwed us all. Because yeah. I, I, I double checked and I was like, okay, no one no one got smart and thought about Corbin. And I was, you know, yeah. because I didn't know, like I said, trick or dragon off. I really yeah. didn't know about either one of those matches. This is the thing the, 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 if it's just one match, you know, if it was just like the, the Corbin match, yes. But again, you call it a trick one. Uh, so it's going to be Whew. very interesting when we come to Deadline. And the show ended yeah, uh, with Mello and Trick embracing backstage with Mello kind of apologising to Trick that it wasn't good enough. And, and Trick nearly made me cry about what a good friend he is, you know. Right? Like, what right. But I... But man, he he looked at that belt, and I was just like, "Hello, don't do it! Don't you dare look at that North American title! Just put, go ahead, hug your brother, and move on, yeah. <laughs> move on together! Don't you dare do it! I, no, I can't no. handle it, man. It's not gonna happen. It's like you and I, you know, we're always there for each other. One may be up, one may be down, but we got right. to back, right? Um, which is fine, you know. Uh, anyway, talk about so we know the match of the night. I think it would be fair to say is it yeah. versus mm-hmm. Mello. MVP in the night. <laughs> uh, again, MVP might be quite easy to say. Monty, who are you going to go for? 
Oh man, I'm biased. My, you know who my MVP is, man. I, I came a long way. Uh, you know, I was the only one to predict he was gonna win. As much as I would like, Dragunov is an obvious answer. He he definitely can get get a shout. And like I said, Tiffany, uh, just the, her stock has risen through the roof. But man, Trick Williams, man, to think about it, like I said, he was a manager, a guy who had limited ring time that I knew of for a while. And to see how far he's coming to the point where he is coming out, of, not only coming out of no mercy with the crowd, Chan whooped that trick, but he came out of no mercy as a champion, defeating Dominic. Hopefully they let that stand through. We'll check it out in the new, new NXT. But I can't wait. Uh, either way it go, we know that he is North American champion. Uh, and he, he did it, man. I was very, very proud, very happy that that result went in my favor. Uh, so, yeah, man, you you know, I'm pretty, maybe you went dragging off. I ain't mad at you, but I'm going with trick. Well, I'll go in Trick as well, to be fair. Um, hey, whoop that Trick. Well, hey. listen, I could <laughs> maybe say Dar getting a chance to be in the spotlight yeah. or you mm-hmm. know, Butch, but I think Trick's, this was Trick's moment, you know. And again, maybe could have had more build to it rather than one episode of NXT. But we right. still got this moment, you know, uh, and it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. what happens. Uh, overall, then, for the night, Monty, because this was a very, very good premium live event, and not just because it was just two and a half hours and featured a match of the year yeah. candidate. Uh, what are you going to score it? My score is going to be uh, maybe it's high to some people, but I, I don't I don't really care. Because tell me something that was bad. Even, like, again, I don't give me something that was bad on on this show. I don't, any nothing happened bad. Even the results that I got wrong, you know what I mean? Like I said, Corbin winning, that make a lot of sense. Can't be mad at that. Dragging off, ascending, becoming champion. You know, he used that word destiny. That's another key word in wrestling when people start saying destiny. A lot of times, you know, they're going to fulfill it whether I like it or not. And that's exactly what ended up happening. But, yeah, man, I can't be mad at that. He's the mad dragon. He's dragging off. He's awesome. I think, you know, what I love the most that I saw a tweet from someone who had never seen a dragging off match. And she immediately got the hype. She immediately understood why the hell we love, we talk about dragging off the way we do. So the fact that you get to see stuff like that happen, like it just, it just really, it really makes you feel like, man, this is like, again, it's just, it's just awesome. One of those great things about being a wrestling fan is knowing that you just made another a fan of a, of, of a person that you already hold to a high regard. Someone else got to see why we all hold him up there to that regard. And, uh, and they, and they enjoyed it. So I, I really, I can't have a problem with what happened with Dragunov. So, yeah, man, I'm not going to say it's a, per- a perfect show because it wasn't, you know, uh, it wasn't 10, 10 out of 10 worthy, but it was definitely nine and a half worthy. Like, it was really, really close. Like, it was up there. You know, you have a five-star match. Maybe if we get, like you said, maybe uh, maybe a little more of a bill for the Trick Williams moment. Maybe if you have more of a, a story going into some of these other matches. And, you know, Becky and, Becky and Tiffany definitely delivered. But, you know, everything else was pretty solid to good. I think those matches were really great. So, yeah, man. And then you got the Heritage Cup. That was really great. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with nine and a half. I think that's the fairest score I can give it, even though it was really good. Nothing bad happened on this show. No. Well, I'm going to give it a nine and a quarter just because, like I said, the, the first – what I'm excited about in the future is that the Bron Baron match will be switched to like Von and Bron. So at deadline, that actually right. match we really look forward to. You know right. exactly. Right, Same right. with the the Dom with the title to put there. 
I, I think from mm-hmm. Darwin Butch, this card is incredible. And as we spoke about this year, NXT is getting closer and closer to that kind of magical, I don't know if it's a recipe or whatever the fuck it was, but it, you can even feel it. Right. Like you, said, you said earlier, <laughs> Monty, like the crowd, the crowd investment, being into it. Um, and because of, you know, Becky Lynch and people like that, but like I said, for Dragunov, history was made here. You know, for Ilya Dragunov to win the NXT uh, championship, first man from NXT UK to do it, for Trick to win his first championship as well, uh, and for the women to main right. event uh, a show, it was great stuff all round. But I do think, like I said, there's been better events. But my, my scores are so fucked up. I'm going to look back, and all of them have been like nine and a quarter, nine and a half. Like this year for wrestling, it's, just been, it's been mental, though, isn't it? Like every week, it seems we have another thing to either discuss yeah. or watch or or talk about, and uh, see and at then, least it's paying off. Like Zach is, and we got Zach Saber Jr. and Brian Danielson coming up. Like, <laughs> like it's just we just got something. Just every bleeping week is something to where you're like, oh my god. So yeah, I'm with you. I understand. Well, what a way to end it then. I think we'll talk about it. That is it. Uh, don't forget, across all social media, Twitter at the Domino Podcast. I'm at the Domino JR. You can find the entire Domino team on the Twitter banner. Uh, Monty, you want to plug your stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At my Monty Pod uh, on, on, on X, you can follow my links there, or you can go to the Twitter banner, like you just mentioned, for the Domino. You can follow me there. Uh, again, I'm going to be uh, I'm, I'm a little sparse with my activity because I'm, I'm doing what I have to do right now personally. But when I do return, everything will be on there and uh, you guys will know. And same thing with my YouTube, my money on YouTube. I, I plan on getting a little bit more active there uh, once I have me some free time and uh, some ideas for something to give you guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, like I said, I have a couple of New Japan pods in the tuck. I just have to get, you know figure out how do I want to release them and have to edit all that type of stuff. So we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out, but uh, it, it'll all work out, and uh, hopefully you guys just keep up with me at my monthly pod on X or Twitter, uh, whatever you call it. Double also <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram. Across all Google platforms, send us an email at doublepodcast.gmail.com and YouTube, double podcast. We're podcast got the same time on YouTube as do SoundCloud on your phone, also Spotify and iTunes, but you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. And like I said, our next episode is AEW Wrestle Dream, or as I, and I'm glad you're calling it, Finally, getting Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. So we we are yeah. looking forward to that. That's all I care about, to be honest. But as I think I care about Swerve and Hangman. And Swerve and as long as the right result. Like I don't want to, you know, right. talk about predictions. But as long as right, you know, right, right, we, all right. know, we all want Adam Page to win, don't we? Uh, so <laughs> as long as, <laughs> uh, and also apparently Christian Darby Allen is main eventing. Uh, so okay. maybe Edge makes his AEW later. Fringe. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's oh, fringe. In this week, I see That's it's gonna be this song. It's gonna gonna yeah. All the things in AEW, but who knows? So Ledge Copeland. It's Ledge. <laughs> it's Ledge. Um, by God, my God, he is broken in half. Uh, that's what JR will say. JR will go, oh, look, it's Edge. And they'll be like, God damn it, JR. God How many times? <laughs> this is why you don't do main events anymore. Uh, but again, that's all next week's fun. I mean, NXT's been great. It's been a fun little journey. Yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, so that is it. And 
And I've been James Bones, who was joined by the mind of Monty. Monty, again, thank you very much for joining me. Three years going strong, eh? What about to another three? Hey, we'll see. You never know. It's time flying because these last three flew <laughs> flew by, <laughs> flew by, man. So yeah, man. Adios. Thank you very much for always a good time. NXT. Can't wait. Can't wait, man. Ready to go. I'm already ready for Halloween Havoc. I'm ready for the bill. <laughs> Here we go. Well, thanks for this. And bye. <laughs>